Hello, and welcome to Stirring the Pot, Entertainment Studios' premier entertainment podcast. I am your host, Derek Emmanuel Jean-Baptiste, the first and the last. Today we have... It's me, Asia. And... Sam. And... John. Whoa. Hello. Honestly, uh, John, we've been doing this gag, this running gag for the past few weeks, where it's just like, once we get to that third and, um, it's silent. For a bit. <laughs> so I'm glad you were able to fill that in. Yeah, it's not silent anymore. We imported uh, a rare John. Which Derek, have you have you been saying the first and the last? Yeah. Uh, because I think that's the first time I've noticed that. Uh, that's very confident. Yeah. Um, it it definitely sounds like if there's ever another Derek Emmanuel Jean Baptiste, you were going to be hunting them down. I'm gonna hunt them down. They're gonna it's gonna be like Highlander in this piece. Yeah. That's really funny. There's a there's a Jet Li movie where he does that. I think it's called The One. I love The One. Um, so uh, all the followers, you'll be the one. Just name your child um, Derek Emmanuel Jean Baptiste. Don't do that. He'll kill them. I'll wait until they reach of age. Okay, I'll, I was like, I'll wait for them to prepare for me. I was like, fully adult Derek was a baby. It's not much of a fight. <laughs> so um, this episode of Stirring the Pot is a Q and A session. You guys have been asking for this. Um, because uh, we never get to your questions. Like, it's, we usually have, like, a, like for the past two weeks, John, we've been doing Wayhaven Chronicles episodes. Okay. And, like, we talk about that game the entire time. And then, like, the last ten it's minutes. It's a good game. The last ten Not minutes. today. We're just like, oh, oh, we gotta get the questions. And the questions always take forever. And we're just like, oh. Yeah, sorry, we only got the two of you guys. Peace. Yeah, not today. I am here now. I'm bringing down the law. Uh, so this is this is a Q and A only episode. All we're gonna do is hear your questions. Uh, this is you wanted this, so we're doing it. So yes, and you shall receive. We're gonna start with an important question. Yes. Um, we would be remiss to continue on like everything is normal right now because it is not no um anti-police protest um very rampant around the united states and our first comment the first question that we have that question coming from is from ecstasy i'm assuming that's your name i'm sorry the q throws me off they said, I fear for my life. How can I enjoy anything right now? The world feels so dark and full of terror. That was in quotes. Um, if you didn't know, that was from Game of Thrones. Um, I did not know that. Thank you. How can I find enjoyment in anything? Oftentimes when tragedy strikes and um, turmoil increases, it's hard to keep your mind on anything other than that. Right. Um, I don't think there's necessarily a problem with you not being able to enjoy anything because that kind of just shows that your your empathy is working. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's important that we're we're hearing about it and that we're paying attention to this. But it's also important to know that it can be overwhelming. Um, and I know it, sometimes you can almost feel guilty for enjoying something. In the same, you know, you've been reading about all the serious stuff that's going on, and then a minute later you turn on the office and you're laughing, um, and it can feel almost like you're not taking it seriously sometimes. But it's it's important to 
take care of your own mental health and say, I, you know, I'm, I'm listening, I'm hearing all this, I'm paying attention, but sometimes I, it, it can be overwhelming and I need to take a step back. And I need to uh, keep enjoying things in life so that I can keep going and I can see what it is um, we're trying to make. Mm-hmm. Um, so on that note, I think we're going to talk about some of the stuff we've been doing to uh, help us kind of get through this and still have some enjoyment in our lives. John, you can go first. Okay. Um, So one thing I've been doing is my friends and I have been doing a movie club where we'll uh, basically all think of some movies to watch and we'll roll a dice and it'll randomly select one of the movies um, and then we'll all watch it together uh, in Discord and we'll put on some video. I don't know strictly how legal that is. So if if that if we're not allowed to do that, then we don't do that. Uh, we all watch them individually, and then we and then come we back synchronize. later and talk about it. Uh, we synchronize. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely what we do. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I ended up making a website for it to keep it all together. And after I built the website, I kind of just kept putting more work into it, um, and I kept making it look nicer and spending time on it. And it's been uh, very enjoyable for me to to make that and put it together to just have have something for because you know, East do is great and I love producing stuff for East do but it, there is that kind of pressure and there is the uh, you know kind of content orientation so to make something just for myself that there's no constraints there's no worries there's just I, I, I made something because I wanted to have it it just feels really nice um, and then I, I, I did some video editing stuff for that as well um, so my recommendation is uh, just try and make something, whether it's, you know, if you want to write or if you want to uh, edit something or if you want to actually physically build something, uh, just making something for yourself just to have it can feel really rewarding and it can be a lot of fun to work on and spending time not thinking about everything, um, which I think we've all earned a little bit of that. I agree. I feel like going like into more creative, like... You shouldn't forget about these things, but like using um, like what's happening as a creative, finding like creative outlets to express how you're feeling about this, what helps me. Um, so yeah, sorry, I, I didn't make, make, mean this to be like, yeah, Sam is gonna go next. I just was disagreeing with no, you, John. You go next. You oh. have to now. Oh, um, I've just been watching like trash 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> oh, because what you said was like, wow, that's really profound. Um, I've been watching 90 Day Fiance. Um, no, all the people are horrible on it. Uh, not to cut you off, that's exactly the point though. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're creating something or if you're just consuming, because it's fun to consume stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been watching a lot of TV, The Mandalorian. I'm not going to keep going on my answer, but just saying <laughs> it's, there is no wrong answer. It's totally cool to make something or just enjoy some TV. So yeah, so I've been uh, I've been drawing um, on my um, Insta- like I've been posting them on my Instagram. Uh, shameless plug um, at Alien Aunt on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me. Um, but yeah, I've been drawing a lot of like just cute anime girls. I've been doing a lot of challenge things just to get my mind like in the flow of like drawing more stuff. Um, and just watching Nine Days Fiance with Derek. I'm watching Avatar: The Last Airbender. It's really nice. I was honestly expecting to hate it. Just because I know, like, nostalgia, like, hits. And, like, it's, like, when, like, Disney Plus came out and I was watching, like, all the old shows I used to like. Like, um, I was watching, like, Hannah Montana and, like, That's So Raven Oof. and, like, all these old shows. I'm, like, oof. 
these are not funny. These aren't funny. And I don't know why this made me laugh as a kid. Like, the first few seasons of Dust Ravens is funny, but then at the end, it's just like, okay, all these things that are happening are her own fault. I don't I don't sympathize. We get it. You see the future. We get- <laughs> that is so you. Life is a breeze, you'd think. Um, that's not the line, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's mostly what I've been doing. Just, like, getting into, like, Twitter fights. Not really, but I've been like, yeah, I hate this couple out of my big fiancé. <laughs> Um, funny enough, I've been like just like like with Derek and like Asia's like old professor. I've just been like tweeting with him about Nine Day Fiance. It's fun. It's just fun to talk about. If you want a whole rant about that, um, check out my Twitter. Oh, those guys, they should have had ninety one days. Uh, you mean ninety day Fiance happily ever after, John? Yeah. Is that real? Yes. They're, they're like six spinoffs. Yeah, there's a quarantine edition. I can't be just, in the same room for too long because there's. A, I have to physically dissociate from 90 Day Fiance in order, and like make up my own head cannons about what's happening in order to enjoy it. Because when I think about like the fact that these are real people doing this and being like weirdly xenophobic and everything, they're, even they're, though they went out of the country to get someone, and it's just like. It's like, anyways. I, I feel like if they're doing spinoffs, they need to just make it 90 Day Fiance, 91 Day Fiance, and it's just a day later. 92 Day Fiance. Like, every spinoff has to be sequentially be one day later. <laughs> uh, and I, I refuse to accept anything less. Oh, God. Oh, also, like, we had canon that the producer of 90 Day Fiance is the one that's orchestrating all this. Because some things are just so ridiculous that it's like, oh, yeah, this has to be like, we're just like, Sean Robinson! Which is the um, the, the host? Yeah, she's like the producer. She's also the host of the tell all. Um, also, there's just like a it's not a gag because it's a real, a woman's real life, but it's like she keeps on getting arrested. She keeps oh. on getting arrested, and it's just like yeah, it's my wife's third husband. time getting arrested. Oh my god, she's only been in the country for like not even six months. And she's You're the one calling the police. Like they would get over into, nothing. <laughs> they would get into an argument, and then her his mom would call the police, and it's like really serious charges but it's just like oh like this is a wild thing she keeps getting arrested and you keep on going back to her and then yeah. the cycle continues um I've been on 90 too long you can take the mic please oh no. we're becoming a 90 day fiance podcast <laughs> um, if you want that it's like a zombie plague we've been bitten <laughs> um for me I guess my my little spiel about the whole deal is like it's really important to stay aware of what's happening, but there's only so much you can do past being informed. And it's like the capacity of everyone is different. Um, I know it's just like with everything that's going on, I personally feel overwhelmed a lot. And over the course of the quarantine in these past couple, like, this past week or so there's only so much information I can intake before it just like weighs on my soul um that is when I retreat into my fantasy world uh my self-made bubble I know it just like it sounds bad but that's what I do I just like I've been playing a lot of video games I'm gonna be real persona 5r you're a real one because that quarantine sadness hit deep and then I was like but 
I can go out and hang out with my fake friends in Persona 5R, and I'm going to finish this in the course of 10 days. I'm not going to leave my room, and I'm just going to explore Shibuya and um, deal with shitty adults and uh, make friends and maybe get a girlfriend. And that's what we're going to do. And after I did Persona 5R, I was like, I felt a little empty because I always feel that way after a Persona game because I'm like, oh, I have to leave these friends behind. Ah. But it kind of opened me up to be able to kind of like enjoy myself a little bit more because like I could kind of channel my emotions through that. Mm -hmm. um, lately, I've been basically binging animes that I just like felt like reading but never really got to. I've been playing a lot of like romance games and making like self-insert head cannons in my head because... Um, when stuff gets like that's just like my go-to for when stuff feels overwhelming i'll like pick a universe i feel like kind of inhabiting where it's just like wow i don't want to be here uh so over the next two weeks i'm gonna be obsessed with pokemon <laughs> i'm just gonna keep recreating new characters for pokemon am i gonna do anything with them no because this is just purely for me mm -hmm. um I read the entirety and watched the first season of Demon Slayer, aka Kimetsu no Yaiba, and I have been restraining myself because, oh my god, I enjoyed it so much. I enjoyed it so much uh, for the past three days afterwards. I was just like, oh man, Demon Slayer is good, isn't it? But then I started thinking about it and it got less good, but it's okay. It, it's it's always a little strange after you finish a show and you love it so much it's all you can think about and it's like you're annoying people with how much you're talking because I had the same thing after Mandalorian and it's just like it's like all, all you talk about and everyone's like okay we get it you like the show and it's like no you don't get it I love this show <laughs> and it's like you have to stop before you like you burn yourself out on it yeah I there was a point where I was just like man Demon Slayer was good remember this part Asia and I was like yeah, but do you notice that that they didn't they like mentioned this, but they didn't actually give that character much to do? And I was like, oh, oh no! It's like yeah, they could have done more world building on this. This kind of felt thrown together. I was like, oh no, <laughs> no, we've gone into the critique mode. But still, um, I find it hard to find shonen anime that like I really get into because so often the way they treat like women gets me down because it's like oh man, look at these three dudes who are being cool and get to train and be powerful and like get to explore the bounds of their powers and friendship oh, are, are, and everything. And then it's like, also we introduce this woman. Look at her. She's there. <laughs> oh, look, she has titties. Woo boing 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 All right, she's, you're good. Thank you. Thank you. God, you're the one just at that person. Hmm? No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. It's, I mean, if you want. It's a list. You're right. A list, and that will this. That's another podcast. You're right. Um, I could keep going. Wayhaven Chronicles. Meh. I love Wayhaven Chronicles. You know me. God, I love Wayhaven. Um, recently, I feel like I'm in limbo between stuff. I I need to find my next thing to chomp onto. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's that's me. Hi Q. Mm? B stars. Mm -hmm. Derek. Sorry, are, did you say haiku? Haiku. Oh, I thought I thought you were saying like just the ancient style of poetry. Haikus. I've been reading them. Um I've also been drawing more, but that's mostly World of Ballast stuff because sometimes I find it hard to get motivated even in this time. Um, but that's cool. Happens to us all. Derek. 
Let's stop me from talking. Um. So, whatever time. Sorry, I also have a little spiel because. Um, and it's a solid difference. Whatever times like this happen, when I was in college, I felt like I was better equipped to handle this. Um, in college, um, all I did was fight. But it's like after graduating, and now it's just like, oh, Derek, you have a compromised immune system. Oh, there's still a global pandemic. Oh, there's not really much that you can do, like, right now. It just kind of sucks. And it makes me, like, how much I fought in college and how much, like, nothing changed, it kind of jaded me. And I was just like, ah, there's nothing I can truly do for this. But then now I'm unfortunately stuck in the position. Not unfortunately, because... I'm stuck in a position where um, my students still have access to me and they still message me and I have to be the one to like walk them through. Like I, I teach 11 and 12 year old mostly um, people of color and like kids aren't as dumb as adults would like want them to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like I get messages all the time now about how scared they are and how like I have to comfort them. So it gets... Oh, this this time has been really overwhelming for me. Yeah. So I gotta say, I haven't. I don't think I've done well distracting myself from it. I I tried like um, because the thing is, I have to like stay informed to keep my students informed. Yeah. And so, like, the most I can do is uh, I've been watching Game of Thrones, but Game of Thrones is sad. Game of Thrones is Game of Thrones sad. is really sad. Um, I've been like trying to make content for like entertainment too, and it's like, man, all of our stuff is sad because even the film that I was gonna make, the pre, the 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 thing to see the like, for Dasein? Yeah, that Dasein's sad. Dasein's sad. sad. Um, the the thing I was gonna make before Dasein, where I was gonna be acting in it, was sad, it's and sad. I keep like sitting down to like write something, and it's just like. When all you surround yourself in darkness for the truly dark times, you get lost in them. Is there? I have a question. What's the line between like kind of drowning in it and like releasing through it, if that makes sense? Like, because I know it's just like surrounding yourself with all this sadness when so much like real sadness is actually happening in the world mm-hmm. is like can feel like you're kind of just like sinking in foam versus just like kind of channeling and processing your sadness through these things. I guess. I guess that comes down to that. I feel like I don't like when when I'm going through this mentally. I'm never like processing it. It's just like oh, like this is just happening. Unfortunately. Fair. Um, and one thing that recently came to mind. So you're talking about Lord of the Rings earlier, and it's a quote that, that goes around a bit um, from J.R. Tolkien. Um, where it's between Frodo and Gandalf, uh, and Frodo says, I wish it need not have happened in my time. Uh, And Gandalf says, so do I, and so do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what we do with the time that is given to us. Um, And I was thinking about that earlier. God, I hate that that's so accurate. It's it's such an accurate quote. I mean, because he was living through World War II, which is 
and it, but it applies to any time of really great uh, tribulation. Um, and I think just knowing that, you know, it, it, what's happening is happening, and um, there are things people can do to be aware and, and to help and to make change, but there are also things that people can't change. And sometimes um, just knowing that what's going on is going on and we've got to just figure out how we're going to live and move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that helps at all, um, but it's, it's a quote that I was thinking about and I think it, it helps me in some little way. So mm-hmm. I just thought I would share that. I feel like I should do like the jazz snaps. Snaps, yeah. Snaps, snaps, snaps. Oh, uh, there's, I guess there's one thing that I've done to try to keep, keep my mind off of it. Um, Ultra Instinct Goku was released in Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, it's... It sucks. I mean, like, <laughs> so I, I, I'm not good at the game like I thought I was. I'm so bad at even trying to, like, activate combos or your super moves. Like, I know all the combos of my main team now, but it's just, like, I'm not quick enough for it. And... No, yeah. Ultra Instinct Goku. I have a little problem with, like, a lot of anime fighting games because it's just, like, there's always characters who are, like, this character is objectively better than other characters. Like, let's be real. Like, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Madara and, like, Final Form Naruto, who are the strongest characters in the anime. Uh, I get it. You're stronger than the rest of these guys. But uh, look at Injustice. Right? Green Arrow fought Superman. Get, we, just get it on level. Make Over, it real. Overall, I think Arc System Works does a great job balancing the game. That's true. But it's just, it's so frustrating because Ultra Instinct's moves are so flashy that it just pisses you off. And it's just like, ah. Because uh, the thing is, John, there's a move where they can, like, as long as they input, input the, the input. input, as long as they input the um, combo in at the right time, right as you're about to hit, they can dodge all your attacks. Wow. It's, it's incredibly difficult, but the thing is, you have to make sure that you're playing without any tells, and I don't know how to do that yet. Yeah, no, that is that sounds rough. Um, so I think we answered that question pretty well. Uh, this is a QA, Q&A episode. I am the Q&A police. Uh, I was brought back for this specific reason. Um, <laughs> I'm here now. Here. So let's A some more cues. What you got, Derek? Um, quirt, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, seven hells. I wish you guys would actually get to these questions. How can you get to them faster? Maybe stop talking, perhaps? Um, okay, sorry. Um, here's an episode with questions. <laughs> I, think, that I think it is a little ironic. The, they, their whole question was, can you get to my question sooner? Well, uh, the you're welcome. The answer is, we just did. Uh, Next. So, <laughs> moving on. Um, Guy Dork 777 I'm talking about Wayhaven. If... It talking about Wave and gets us consistent episodes. I'm all for it. Can y'all review other choice of games? You need only ask. Um, the thing is, um, Derek and Sam found this out. No, no shade to other choice of games that I have def- that kept me afloat and also definitely contributed positively to mm-hmm. my life. Um, I'm gonna be bold. Wayhaven's good. 
It's really good. It's hard to top in the same way. She takes so much care. There's so much, there's so many layers. There's so many layers. And the thing is, I get it. I'm not, I'm not gonna hold everyone to the same standard here because I understand that even making a choice of games and the tiers and all the it's stats. It's really complicated. It's complicated. So it's the so fact that she went the extra mile makes it even like more special of a game to me. Um, it's hard to top. It's hard to top. Um, it's hard to top. Sorry, John. John, yes. you had a question? No, you're good. I, I'm a little unfamiliar with some of the way Haven Con we've been doing uh, because I'm a Q&A man. Um, so <laughs> I'm only here for uh, Q&A. <laughs> hey, I have one job. I do, I'm in stirring the pot for Q&As and nothing else. Um, choice of? Is that the... The publisher? Is that um, the person who makes the games? Um, it's the publisher, and it's also the kind of the kind of games. They're choose-your-own-adventure games. They're mainly text-based. They rarely really come with any other... Um... Mechanics? Yeah, basically. It's, you know, the old choose-your-own-adventure books where it's like, oh, I don't know, you're adventuring in a cave with a spider. You're Frodo. Yeah, um, I, choose... I remember old choose-your-own-adventure games, the text games. It's the same principle. Yeah. 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 Yes. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean. To, I, I I thought I would speed things up. I didn't. Oh, realize no, I was like cutting it, you off right it now. It was just like, oh yeah, I know what they are. That was like, then yeah, you know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much. It's more so, than that. No, what, do done you describing have another things. question. <laughs> you no, know, I was just. I was just curious. Uh, I Choice of games is like if you look up choose your own adventure games. I'd say they're the most like prominent. And they have like a host of games, and they like I, I'd say they're the most obvious and quickest to find publisher. Okay, they're like the like the 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 front of the aisle. Yeah, basically, they're the 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 new milk. Yes, yes, that that sounds that I know what you're talking about. Hmm. <laughs> well, actually, nothing about it. in a grocery store. The new milk's at the back, so you buy the old milk first. So they're the old milk. So, <laughs> so John, there's another That's a question. relevant analogy. John, there's that another question that I, that I don't think that you'd like, not necessarily care for, but um, it's while the one episode that you're here for stirring the pot, it's just like, uh, you'll see. Uh -huh. um, I don't have a question about Wayhaven. Starting out good. Oh, sorry. This is zero. Oh. Uh, about Wayhaven, but I think it's funny how cute you guys get about romance. Why doesn't that show in your content? <laughs> I'm hardcore. Ooh. So listen, um, does that apply to me? I, I feel like whenever I try to be flirty at Santana, it's, it's like, oh, this is not this is not an appropriate time. Um, Which, to be fair, um, there's just a lot of sad times. Wait, was that was that a huh? So you got romance over here. Now put it in the world of Vala. I think is that it's that like kind of deal? a cross content. Because we don't talk about romance at all in anything, but we just spent two episodes talking about a romance. So we, we just did. It was like, you, you want to know where's the romance in our content? You just saw it. That's it. <laughs> it's you because got it. I've constantly been keeping my true power under wraps. I've constantly been holding myself back because like, if you will, a vampire, I don't know my own strength. And if I lose myself for a moment, I will accidentally say, I don't know crush a table or something adam oh yeah you just was that adam <laughs> um sam i was trying to be subtle but <laughs> um yeah 
uh, I'm not comfortable. Like the thing is, uh, for most of the creative stuff, entertainments too, um, I write a lot of it. Um, and while I don't mind putting romance in the world of Ella, um, writing scripted romance is so much harder than for me. It, it feels weird. Yeah, because it's okay. it, it can just be it can feel a little uncomfortable sometimes. Um, so, oh yes. What I was gonna say is also like scripting romance. It's like yeah, it's kind of a lot harder because it's like yeah, um, for me to for this to pay off, I need to give you all the background. I need to give you all like the small moments to add up to making this significant. Because otherwise, if I'm just like yeah, I love you. Oh, I love you too. It's like pointless and annoying and bad mm-hmm. overall. I think most movies get romance wrong. I feel like romance movies like really oversell. Oh. Sorry, let me clarify. I didn't mean romance movies. I meant like any type of movie that isn't a romance movie that includes romance. Like, for example, uh, Avengers 2, uh, Black Widow and the Hulk. Like, The sun's getting real low. Like, I, I feel like that's... I don't want to say it's lame, but it's just like I would rather you write it like... Well... Yeah, okay, because yeah. uh, to be honest, I, I saw a connection between the two of them. Because in the, in the first Avengers, everyone gets paired off. Yeah. And the other two, they paired off together. And it was like, I could have, I don't think it was written very well. But I think I totally would have gotten if they wrote a better version of that romance. Yeah. Like it's, I, it because was, they had the space where they interacted that you could have built on yeah. top of each other. But the, the problem is, they went from, because I think the party scene started off well. And then like, like flirting, and then Bruce Wayne was kind of like, wait, was she flirting i have no idea i i don't spend that much time with her to be honest and the captain america was like yeah yeah she flirted with me too in my standalone movie you guys saw winter soldier right um <laughs> as cap kind of looks to the, the camera um but then it was like from there it was just like oh we're in a relationship we're already having like deep existential conversations about what it means for each other and it's like you guys skipped a lot of the content joss whedon like pump the brakes um, that was a really specific tangent. Uh, and I can see right. you all got left behind in the dust. Um, um, those are my thoughts on that. I just... I'm here for the Q&A, that's it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not worried about making sense. I'm, I'm here to answer some questions. I guess for me, I intake so much romance stuff. And uh, as I said earlier, I tailor it so personally to myself. I feel like it's almost like... Like so self-important of me to think that like i can talk about it i guess i get that because i I feel like i'm really blunt in what i like and what i don't like and with romance it all really just depends on you okay that was me that's fair okay um mega bruh what's the deal with all the content you guys make why do you guys spread yourself so thin um i'm gonna go ahead and say something uh, what content? Like, oh, <laughs> um, no, we really. That's fair. Like, we just now got a consistent release schedule. And outside of that, that's like seven things for every day of the week. Can, can I just say, um, Mega Bra, uh, thanks for that question. That yeah. feels, it feels nice to hear that. Like, yeah. why are you guys spreading yourself so thin when I, I personally feel like I'm not. Uh, doing a whole bunch enough. of content and I was like I, I should be doing more yeah. and but, so being asked like why are you doing so much it's like <laughs> it's like wow, I, I'm glad you thought I was doing so much like I, like, I could be thinner just honestly. get weight you can 
Oh, you're like, you had something to say. I thought so, but then I was like, Aisha, should you even say this? It was nice and short and sweet, but now I've introduced <laughs> myself to saying this, so now I have to commit. I was just like, I kind of get it, because we have like a lot of grand ideas, and then we realize there are only 24 hours in a day. So it's just like, yeah, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing that. And then it gets down to it, and it's like, ah, things take time. But I guess that was the episode where we told this thing. Oh, yeah. And so it's no, just yeah, like... That's not, that's not a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, we, I, I'm no longer like looking for videos every week. I even said that if we don't have a video, we're not going to put a video out that week. Mm-hmm. So there's like no pressure in our new content thing. I feel like we threw away a lot of like excess content. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. Because I feel like it, it, we felt like we had obligations for stuff where it just... it. We, we didn't want to put our focus. Mm-hmm. That's why I just condensed like any of our my our academic writing, like that includes overthinking, suggest Tuesday because we already have a plethora of. I guess I only say that because I'm thinking from the inception of Entertainment Stew, all like the like projects we thought to come up with up until now. If you're talking about the inception of Entertainment Stew, yeah, that's like we had a bunch of big goals that we never yeah. like. There there were a lot of. Big ideas being exactly what you're saying, Asia. Just big ideas that it was like, oh, we'll do this, this, and this, and we never did. Um, so I'm hoping going forward we'll have more concrete completions of these ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now it feels a lot more like we're biting off what we can chew. Where before we were just figuring out how much we could chew. Because the thing is, like, real talk, there's only four of us who like can actively like create stuff for us, and that's mm-hmm. like a lot. That's I mean, that's not a lot of people. And we have to keep a website alive. And mm-hmm. that's... Yeah. But uh, we appreciate you guys viewing our stuff. We appreciate uh, you. If, if you like, please keep doing you. that. That helps. And keep saying stuff about it. Yeah. yeah. Please please keep commenting about how we're doing so much work. It, 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 it feels nice to hear that. It keeps us alive. Um, yeah. Travali? Can you guys upload this podcast to other platforms? I can't always listen on the website. I'm starting the pot we only host on the website. Really? Mm-hmm. Because I want to get a consistent, like, three-week build of just like, hey, we've done it. This is this is a this <laughs> we've is done a pod. It every week. We have because then sometimes if 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 we don't do that first, I don't want to like miss a week. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, because it, we need to make sure it's hey, listen, we're doing it. It's a routine. It's part of our schedule. Now let's start pumping it out everywhere else. Yeah. So. To answer the question, Derek, are, are we planning on uh, putting Stirring the Pot out on other platforms? We are. What are some of those platforms? Do we know? iTunes. iTunes? Okay. And from iTunes, it, it would just get spread everywhere else. Yeah. So <laughs> iTunes and then places where iTunes podcasts can be heard. And then the world. Um, we have a ton of questions for potential streams. So I'm going to go back to this last question that started, where's John? Um, slightly pink heart. So, the Snyder Cut is real. Thoughts? Um, if John isn't in this episode again, I need you to ask him how he feels. I'm in this episode. I'll ask me anyway. Um, I'm down for the Snyder Cut with some reservations. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, which might surprise some people. Uh, who've heard me vehemently defend Batman v Superman because <laughs> I... Flashback to our early videos. <laughs> it was like back when we were like still in college um, and I was v- 
a very strong defender of Batman v Superman. And I've since realized part of why that is. I still enjoy Batman v Superman. Uh-huh. Um, I've always enjoyed watching that movie, which is surprising because it's a very dark, depressing movie. Um, but that's just because I really like Ben Affleck's Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like the, the, the kid in me who loved Justice League, the cartoon, sees Batman. And I point at the screen and I go, Batman! And my brain shuts off. Um, that's so funny and it, it, part of it is also the pushback because I, I don't think Batman and Superman was as bad as a lot of people say it was it wasn't good but I, I don't think it was quite as bad as a lot of people's first reactions coming out of the theater so because I liked it it was that I was getting pushed to the other side because I was like I was pushing back and I was like no 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 it's good and I kept pushing myself further and further back and I was like no it's good it's good <laughs> um, and like I kept I, I would look further and there's there are cool details in the movie. I don't know how much of it's planned, but like I, I, every little detail I'd find, I was like, no, this is it. This is really, really good. Um, and once everyone shut up about Batman v Superman and people stopped talking negatively about it, I stopped talking positively about it. And then I, I, I think I kind of drifted back to center and I watched it again. And I was just like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's, not it's not good. I like it. I like it. It's Batman. But it's not good. Yeah. Um, I, I like the quote where it's just like, my kid brain was like, Batman! Yeah. And just shut off. Um, I'm going to say something controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, I live for the controversy. I think the director's cut of Batman v Superman is better than Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, Spider-Man really? Far From Home is a bastardization of what Spider-Man could have been. I hate it for what? everything it I, is. I think... And, um... I physically am repelled by what Marvel has made Spider-Man become. And also the only thing I live for in that entire thing is, um, what's his name? One of the Mysterio's, like, yeah, that dude's, like, uh, illusion sequence, that hit, everything else was a rancid mess. And I only liked that thing because it was very good filmmaking and uh, cinematography and topography and all that. But other than that, um, it could burn in a fire. Um, Spider-Man Far From Home can go straight to hell. <laughs> I liked Far From Home. I, I also like Far From Home. No, yeah, see, yeah, okay, you're no. allowed, you're allowed. So um, that, but that was unequivocally, the... Asia thinks it's bad, and therefore in the Asia-verse, it's trash. Oh, it was pretty good. Oh, I think it's the worst Spider-Man movie ever. Um, Damn. Hang on, cool. You're saying that's worse than yeah. Amazing Spider-Man 2? Uh, I'm I saying it's worse Amazing... than Amazing Spider-Man 1. Well, okay, well, Amazing Spider-Man... Because that's the lesser Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you saying Amazing Spider-Man 1 is better, is is worse than Amazing Spider-Man 2? Yes! What the hell's wrong with you, Yo, Derek? Yo, Jamie Foxx? You don't Jamie like that Fox... his teeth were fixed? With the the Do you see I the Green say... Goblin in that? Do you I see the Hall of Sequels? Are you kidding me, Derek? Um, I just have to say, um... Kurt Connor. Top tier Spider-Man movie, I'm gonna say Into the Spider-Verse. It's yes. the best one. Into the but Spider-Verse also, is best. um, Marvel made a lot of choices that made me, like, look at the f- freaking... I'm sorry, I almost cursed. Um, <laughs> the husk... The husk of Peter Parker that they gave me as purely a Peter Parker movie fan. Um... They gave me this thing that looked like Peter Parker. They gave me a cookie that looked great and tasted like trap. Mm. It tasted like booty. I, I will say this. Um, I was never... I, I was casually like Spider-Man. Uh, growing up, I saw the Tobey Maguire films. I loved them. Uh, I really enjoyed Amazing Spider-Man 1. 
Um, uh, Homecoming was really nice. Um, I enjoyed Far From Home. I was never a huge Spider-Man fan. And Into the Spider-Verse surprised me because I was like, a movie just Spider-Man? I don't know. I watched it. I loved it. That movie really made me fall in love with the character of Spider-Man. And I, I will say, I think... Far From Home was a letdown in terms of Spider-Man being true to himself. Um, I don't fully... It's... I enjoyed it. I don't fully blame Sony for making the movie the way they did because they were in kind of a corner with how big the MCU is and how connected Spider-Man was to Iron Man. And I think just where they were making that movie, I understand it, so I didn't mind it. Um, But uh, I do think you're insane if you think Far From Home is better than Batman Superman. Uh, extended cut. It's it's because outside of being a fan of movies, like I can say, Far From Home is good filmmaking. Mm-hmm. As a fan of the Spider-Man comic books, of the fan of what Peter Parker represents in the comic books, the everyman, the small town hero that can stand amongst the titans. I hate that Tom Holland Spider-Man is just a clone, not a clone of Peter Parker of of, of Tony Stark, but he's just there to exist as just oh the legacy of Tony Stark when the comic books he's his very presence is diametrically opposed to what Tony Stark represents that is really true that's a really good point and and so like it annoys me that we haven't got the type of Spider-Man that exists within the comic books the hero that all the other heroes see is just like he's the best of us and like I know we can see Iron Man and be like yeah he's the best of us but it doesn't mean as much coming from Iron Man yeah. Um, I kind of wish he had a relationship with Captain America like he does in the comic books where it's like Captain America sees Spider-Man as just like he's like like everyone says that I'm the best hero. Spider-Man is just the one person that no matter what does the right thing. And Homecoming had a bunch of sparks of that. Um, far from home, less so. Um, I'm going to say none. Real quick. But that's because uh, I have a lot of venom. Just interject. I will say you guys are making me like Far From Home less. Um, I do have one interject that I don't mean to cheapen what Derek just said because it's basically um, he said what I feel, but with the knowledge to back it up instead <laughs> of the pure fervor that I have. Um, Tony Stark ruined Spider-Man and the newest Spider-Man movies, and he is the biggest plague on the MCU. Um, even though, if uh, but this isn't about him, as too much stuff is. Anyways. Um, the Spider-Man ride in Universal Studios Orlando <laughs> is a better Spider-Man movie than Far From Home. <laughs> and I stand uh, by that. That's funny. Anyway, I, we can all agree, Spider-Verse, best Spider-Man movie. Yeah. By far. Um, I, I, I agree. Good job, Shaniq Moore. Uh, just uh, knock out Spider-Man as Miles Morales. I, so I know as we hy- hyperbolist, I don't think Far From Home is the worst Spider-Man movie. I still think it's better than all of the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Okay, then I am we're, gonna we're say that it's not a Spider-Man movie. They tricked me. <laughs> I went into Far From Home to see a Spider-Man movie, and I saw a Tony Stark movie instead, and I got mad about it because why is he? I okay, one okay, okay. Admit I'm biased. I don't like Tony Stark. He's my least favorite. He annoys me every time he opens his mouth or shows up on screen or influences anything. Um, I like Tony Stark. But not like I, I bracket all the merits and the potential for a very good storyline that I don't think actually panned out that well. 
um, thanks for dying in Infinity War. I guess that's the best thing you could have, and whatever. I guess that's the best thing you could have done for us. And I thought I was finally rid of you. And then I walked into the theaters to see a Spider-Man movie. And you were there. And you didn't stop being there. Every time I close my eyes, I see him. (laughs) It was like, yeah, why are you more like, ugh, 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 ugh. The scene at the end where he's building his Spider-Man costume from Tony Stark tech, I don't know why it pissed the... Mess. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat myself. It pissed the f- out of me because it was just like, it was like, oh, Happy's just like, yeah, I'm, you know, young Tony over again. It's like, no, he's Peter Parker. Peter Parker be can just like do his own stuff. He has his own thing. Anyways, um, oh sorry, Sam. I'm good. Oh no, I was gonna say, um, the thing is for me, I like, I like all the Spider, like the um, Spider Man Far From Home and Homecoming, just because I don't know anything about Spider Man. Um, I love Into the Spider Into the Spider Verse the best. Um, but me watching the original Spider Man trilogy is like, wow, I hate this. I hated all of the movies. Um, honestly, it could be tough to watch. We're getting a little off topic. Um, oh yeah, we, this, we do have we do have some cues today. Oh no, that, that, this I said that, that was the last question. Was, oh, I wasn't uh-huh. even. I all right. Well, my do objective you, is complete. We do can, you have we can do whatever. some cues for us today? I don't. That's without well, if that was the last one, then we're good. We can. My my objective is complete. Also, so. I'm, I'm sorry I lost myself there. Uh, I, I feel like I have to be really open with um, my bias. I don't like Marvel movies. Um, except for what Spider-Man could have been. And also the New Age Marvel movies. I should just blanket say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Captain America 2. And maybe X-Men First Class. Captain America 2 is good. Except I hate Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique. Same. And I resent her for it. <laughs> she also hates it. Uh, yeah. Well, then why are you here? <laughs> uh, what about Logan? Do you like Logan? Logan was so You sad. know what? You know what? You got me. I didn't watch the entirety of Logan. Wait, um, what? What circumstance were you in where you didn't watch the whole movie? Um, I didn't get at the beginning. It was on. I happened to be in the room at a certain point, mm-hmm. And then it arrested me. Watch the beginning. Um... I'm not that dedicated, it's, but I trust that it's good because the second half was good, and it it got my attention. That's what happens when you're uh, when you stay relevant to what the character is. Yeah. Um, also, I guess it pisses me off because the newest Spider-Man movies it also just bites off of like characters that they introduced in the comic books, like Riri Williams. Now she can't exist in the Marvel. You're Cinematic right, that's, because that was her whole thing. Yeah, her, her whole own... thing was that she was like a really good inventor who like made her own suit, like Iron Man. And then Tony Stark like became her like her mentor. Mentor, oh. and now it's just like she can't exist because they gave her story to Peter Parker, who didn't need. Yeah, he could have his own story. Didn't they also like give Ned like Miles Morales' Ned character to Peter Parker in the yeah. movies? That's annoying. Also, um, this isn't relevant, but what's the best um, X Men movie? Because I feel like there are a I lot of that's... trash ones. Logan. Logan's the best. If you, yeah, if, but Logan's right. a Wolverine movie. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's what that because Logan is the best Fox X Men movie in the sense of like what's the best movie using X Men characters. But I wouldn't really call Logan an X-Men movie. It's just Wolverine. X2. Um, X2 is really, really good. Is that the one where Nightcrawler shows up? It is only it Nightcrawler. Is. Okay, Kush that's Wagner what I thought. of the Munich Circus. Um, there's oh. also First Class, which is really good. Hmm. But X2 is probably the best. 
Um, funny enough, I like I've seen all the X Men movies. I don't remember them. Like Days of Future Past might be better than X Men. I do too. love Days of Future Past. Um, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not that into Days of Future Past. Honestly, the third act sucks, but the first and second act yeah. is really good. I, my problem is, um, it it always feels like they're shifting away from the more interesting story, um, and it's just like I. Now, first class I enjoy, X2 I enjoy, Days of Future Past is fine. It's not a bad movie. I'm just not down for it. Apocalypse has some of the best acting. From um, <laughs> That is a from, that is a tough line to nail. From there. one person. Who? Michael Fassbender. Yeah, okay. It's it's like for some reason in that in that prequel trilogy, they're just like, yeah, Michael Fassbender, here's all the best lines. Yeah, no, Michael Fassbender, I I'm I not I don't say, like Apocalypse. Do you think anyone else could have handled it? Michael Fassbender acts his so. butt off in those he, movies. He, like, the thing is, Apocalypse took him to Auschwitz. He's like, yeah, this is where you were held. And then the acting range of just, like, his... Ra- I was like, he has the range, darling. You know, uh, Fassbender is easily the standout of the, the new X-Men cast. I gotta say, I'm, um, I'm trying to think of X-Men without Fassbender, and I don't like it as much. Yeah, Fassbender, like, the... Can I curse? Is, is the, are the floodgates open? I'll, I'll beep it out. So it's around 480, 48. The sh- acting that Jennifer Lawrence brings to it is balanced by the sheer like strength of his shoulders on which he carries yeah. the X-Men series. Because I will say, Fassbender is absolutely a worthy successor to Ian McKellen's Magneto. Oh my which gosh. Ian McKellen's Magneto, one of my favorite uh, comic book villains maybe ever of portrayals. Um, the the only thing I really regret about the X-Men films is they came out too soon that it was too late for the Avengers to cross over with them. Because if Wolver- if uh, Hugh Jackman Wolverine uh, and Patrick Stewart, uh, Professor X, and uh, Ian McKellen Magneto, I don't care about anybody else. Um, <laughs> if those three guys, and then whoever the X-Men you wanted to put in, um, take your pick, were in uh, an Avengers movie... I would lose it. That would be amazing. Could you imagine um, Ian McKellen or Michael Fassbender talking to Thanos? Like, like that would have been so cool. Either of them, Ian McKellen especially, but even Fassbender in the movie would have been amazing. Like they chew the scenery that they do. In. They eat every scene. And like, because Ian McKellen is at his best when he's just talking to people. Um, so I would like, like seeing him. Like I don't know why, but I'm picturing him, Doctor Strange, and Thanos. In like a fight, and I feel like though that pairing would just be super interesting. Also, you guys should read um, the House of X and Don of X and like new X Men stories. Uh, oh yeah, amazing, amazing X Men stories. They're, they're one good. of the best ones ever. But uh, we've reached the fifty minute mark, so I think I think we're good. Thanks for asking that question about the Snyder Cut. Yeah, okay. we didn't answer a whole lot about the Snyder Cut. Sorry, I, I mentioned I had reservations and I just went off on a tangent about Batman movies. Man, why I don't like it? Real quick, before we finish up, uh, quick fire uh, reservations. Um, I don't think Zack Snyder was a great director for the earlier movies, and I feel like with the Snyder Cut, he's going to add a lot of new content, but I don't think it's going to be all that great overall. I think it's going to be about even to Joss Whedon's cut. Um, I think I think I think it's going to be a more beautiful film. Um, I think it's going to be a lot more nonsensical, and a lot of things aren't going to work for me. Yeah. See, now, Derek, I'm a little embarrassed because I, I went off on the quickfire lightning round because I thought we were, like, cutting the edge of the time, and then you just very casually gave your reservations. <laughs> and now I'm very casually responding to you, and I feel I just feel silly from earlier. 
Um, well, this has been Derek. <laughs> <laughs> this has been John. And Sam. This has been Who You Think Asia Is. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Stay safe out there. And goodbye. Farewell. Auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye.